in America, things are soft. <laughs> yeah. I mean, in some places I see devotees buy American cars and because they don't have good roads and American cars are extra soft. They have extra good suspension. <clears throat> so, this is a discussion of the stages of bhakti <clears throat> with um, also discussion of the anarthas, which are compared to clouds. Actually, there are uh, clouds and fog. So there are actually three clouds and one fog. Four categories of anarthas, according to Bhaktivinoda Thakur. <clears throat> so that, um, uh, is, that we will discuss in the next five days. It's always uh, very uh, helpful to see the stages. It's always very helpful to break a daunting task into, a, into smaller parts. <clears throat> because if uh, something is very lofty, very elevated, then uh, it, may, it may look intimidating. It's even supposed to be a super powerful, uh, super powerful self-management technique. <clears throat> they, it has many rules. One rule, how to beat procrastination. <clears throat> Not the one to talk about it, but still, the rule is there. Uh, one of the rules is just touch it. Just touch it. The other rule is slightly longer, a 60 seconds rule. Some, sometimes Prabhupada writes in the 18th chapter that a uh, thing that would normally take uh, half an hour, uh, we don't do for years. If, if you get around, it will take half an hour around to it. <clears throat> and we don't do it for years. So they have a 60-second rule that we tell ourselves, okay, don't, we, we're not going to do this. We're not going to go clean that room, weed that field, weed out, pull out the weeds in that field. We'll just spend 60 seconds, seconds maximum. So it doesn't sound so scary. Then we do it. Or at least touch it. Because according to, what is it, third law of physics, Newton, Newton's law. Uh, bodies in motion tend to stay in motion. Right? So when we touch it, when we start rolling, then it becomes much easier. And Burijan Prabhu uses the same principle in his um, Padhati manual for chanting. Yeah, one mantra at a time. Chant one mantra at a time. Because when we hear 16 attentive rounds, we, we think, oh, forget it. You know, it's... it's I'll just, okay, I'll mumble it, I'll mumble it, okay, but I will not try to be super attentive. You know, how, how can you do this? It's, it's, not, it's not possible. But one mantra sounds, yeah, it's, it's probably doable, you know. One mantra, I can probably um, <clears throat> focus on one mantra, concentrate, and then another mantra, and then another mantra. So one mantra at a time, one step at a time. <clears throat> Sometimes you walk <clears throat> somewhere, in the mountains or in the city or wherever, and then you look to some big landmark or a mountain, <clears throat> or either a mountain or if it's in a city, some big building, 
uh, and you are surprised how far it is. And uh, we moved with small, small steps, such big, big distance. They would even move, uh, they would even walk from Bengal, from Mayapur to Vrindavan by foot. It would take some time, but <clears throat> small steps are great. So also we have sm smaller steps in uh, bhakti. And that's uh, a gift by our acharyas to help us see um, some intermediate steps in our advancement. How we can advance step, uh, step by step. So it doesn't look scary and uh, also we can see what's, what's the process. So before we discuss, we can uh, read some verses. <clears throat> Vishwanachakvarti Thakur breaks the um, progress into uh, 14 stages. But he does, these are basically the same nine stages that Rupa Goswami speaks about. And we see Vishnachakarti Thakur in his Madhurya Kadambini also uh, speaks strictly on these nine stages. So they are the same stages. There is no, uh, any, uh, there is no uh, contradiction. There is no con uh, say difference of opinion between the Acharyas. Uh, it's just that Vishnachakarti Thakur adds a few more for clarity or to, to even make it more clear, expand it. But these are the same, the same steps. <clears throat> these, uh, these are very famous verses from, because this is the Bhagavatam class time, so I think <clears throat> we can start by chanting some verses from the Bhagavatam. Srila Prabhupada likes to quote these verses. There is a series of verses describing this progression. This is where Vishnachakrati Thakur speaks about 14 stages in his commentaries. <clears throat> from Canto 1, chapter 2, and uh, Vishwanath Chakorati Thakur begins with verse 16, although very frequently we begin with verse 17, Shinvatam uh, Sokata um, Krishna, but Vishwanath Chakorati Thakur begins a little earlier, in verse uh, 16. So, we can chant, Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya, Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Shushusha Shadadhanasya Vasudeva Katharuchi Syan Mahatsevaya Vipra Let's also read word for word. One who is engaged in hearing. With care and attention. Vasudeva. In respect to Vasudeva. Katha, the message. Ruchi, affinity. So affinity means you feel, you feel closeness, you feel affection. Basically, you know, ruchi means taste. Yeah? So, our, so ruchi, that's what we want. Syad is made possible. Mahatsevaya, by service rendered to pure devotees. Vipran, oh, twice born. So Sutta Goswami speaks to 
the sages of Naimishrania. Punya Tirta. Those who are cleansed of all vice. Nishevanat. By service. Translation and purpose, but he's doing Graceful Prabhupada. O twice born sages, by serving those devotees who are completely freed from all vice, great service is done. By such service, one gains affinity for hearing the messages of Vasudev. Srila <clears throat> Prabhupada begins his purport, which he wrote long before he came to the West. <clears throat> The conditioned life of a living being is caused by his revolting against the Lord. We have revolted. Om Ajnanati Marandasya Gananjana Shalakaya Chakshurun Militam Inatas Mashi Guravanama Vanchakalpata Rubesh Chakripa Sindhubeva Chapatitanam Pavanebhyo Vaishnavibhyo Namo Namaha Yasya prasadadagyopi sadhya sarvagyatam vrajayat sashi chatanna devo me bhagavan samprasidatum Chaitanya Charitamrita Madhya Lila. It's the first verse of Madhya Lila. And uh, Krishnaska Raj Goswami says there, May Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, be fully merciful unto me. By His grace, a complete fool can get all knowledge in one moment. I like this very much. You know, we have different type of courses. We have uh, four-year courses, three-month courses, five-day courses. So Krishna Skaraj Goswami speaks about one moment. <laughs> <It's, clears throat> sounds like a specially effective <laughs> course, and it's extended even to those who know nothing. <laughs> By the mercy of the Lord, can get can can know everything uh, within the duration of one moment. Shichatane padam boja madu pebio namo namakatanje dashayadi sham shwapitat ganda bhagavad. My respectful obeisances to all the devotees of Shichatani Mahaprabhu who are like honeybees, drinking honey from Chatani Mahaprabhu's lotus feet. Because even a dog, a Prabhupada says, uh, translates dog like non devotee. Even a dog taking shelter of Chatani Mahaprabhu's devotees, somehow or other will also get a share of that honey. And one more favorite verse is one, one more favorite verse of uh, from Shichdani Chitamrita. Vaigunekita Kalita Paisunya Vranapidita Dainyarnavini Magnoham Chaitanya Vaidya Masraye. I am bitten by innumerable material insects of innumerable material defects and my body is covered by with boils of uh, criti critical mentality and envy. Therefore, I immerse myself in the ocean of humility and take shelter of Dr. Chaitanya. Chaitanya Vaidya Mashaya. I approach Dr. Chaitanya. Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Adhita Gadadhara Shivasadi Gora Bhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare The steps are there. So we have uh, nine steps <clears throat> of Bhakti.
very famous. Srila Prabhupada quotes them several places. We have this place in uh, uh, in uh, the Gita, where Prabhupada quotes the verse from Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu about the nine steps from Shraddha to Prema. There are innumerable seminars. So Shraddha, <coughs> Rupa Goswami, defines as the, the first step of Bhakti, faith. Faith, although in some places it's described as, Prabhupada defines it as a little interest, a little taste, a willingness, some places even willingness to uh, try, some willingness to try devotion, uh, the process of devotional service. <clears throat> then uh, the next one is Sadhu Sangha, association with uh, devotees. It's also quite interesting that <clears throat> Sadhu Sangha is uh, mentioned after Shraddha, even though usually we get Shraddha from devotees. But it becomes the process of bhakti after we associate having shraddha. So we associate both before and after. But after we have shraddha, this is a different quality of association. It will produce different results. Then bhajana kriya is the actual practice. We are practicing. Then anartha nivriti, removal of anarthas. And it's given a measly one-ninth of the whole process. Even though when we hit Anartha Nivriti rather, rather quickly, it seems like the biggest part. It seems like it's an it's a, it, uh, infinite ocean of Anarthas or uh, like a, a boundless uh, desert, dry, arid, waterless desert. You need, we need to cross on foot. You can't see any end of it. And we think, why is it given so little space here? Anartha Nivriti, why so little? <clears throat> I remember I even asked uh, um, Burjan Prabhu and Shachinan Maharaj at the retreats, early retreats, um, why in Chaitanya Sharitamrita? We don't have much attention given to Anartha Nivriti, removal of obstacles. Uh, it seems like everybody just meets some devotee and then boom, next day they're in ecstasy. Bhava Bhakti. Ecstatic love, they cry, dance, sing, finished. <laughs> yes, in Chaitanya <clears throat> And then uh, just, uh, we are so eager to see Burjan Prabhu begin is Bhakti Sarubhama in Rendown because uh, some of the next Govardhan retreats he, he uh, showed he, he spoke on the stories of Sanadana Goswami on the story of Prataparudra and then you see oh yeah that's the full process of struggle and removal of an artist like Prataparudra he wants to meet Chaitanya Prabhu and he cannot then he gets a little progress. His son meets. He sees some. Uh, he sees the nine expansions of uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Then he kind uh, he pleases the devotees of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Then he and then finally he meets Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So you can see there is a whole process of of advancement. Of he, he becomes renounced. He says, "Okay, I, will, I give up the kingdom." So you can see there is there is it's there. 
or Sanan Goswami when he's uh, coming to Puri and also he's uh, suffering. So <clears throat> I read it, I saw it, but I somehow never connected. Uh, yeah, it's the process of an art and everything, the process of uh, overcoming obstacles, which are inner obstacles here, always. <clears throat> So I hope Guruji Prabhu will, will speak um, in more. Uh, finally, we will have the Bhakti Sarabhama in Vrindavan. So Anartha Nevriti. But it's a little, a little funny. It, it looks infinite only from this side. From the other side, it shrinks, uh, like the ocean shrinks to the size of a, uh, a calf's hoofprint. So after you pass, it or most of it, it becomes actually rather insignificant. <laughs> it becomes rather simple, somewhat a strange phenomenon. <clears throat> rather strange phenomenon. Then nishta, nishta means being steady, being fixed. Also, a lot of interesting points here about nishta being fixed. <clears throat> Earlier, I thought nishta means uh, um, you are liberated. No, no anartas means you are free. That's like uh, liberation. And then uh, I, in a class by Gopi Parandana Prabhu, I heard something that uh, startled me. And whenever I repeated it, everybody, also, uh, everybody else also was startled. Couldn't believe it. So Gopi Parandana Prabhu quotes Madhurya Kadam and Thakur saying that nishta, becoming steady, means 50-50. 50% of self-interest, 50% of Krishna interest. Only. Actually, it's more uh, precisely probably something like 51.49 or 50.1 or 50 as opposed to 49.9% of uh, self-interest versus uh, interest in Krishna. Whatever it is, just um, as long as Krishna interest is at least, at least a little tiny bit more so you can steadily, consistently choose uh, Krishna over over ourselves. <clears throat> it's a rather mystifying. Even in Madhurikadamini's translations, uh, from different translators, you can see in <clears throat> in uh, at the at the end of this shower. This is the fourth shower of uh, Madhurikadamini. The fourth the fourth shower of nectar. It's quite interesting. We have showers of nectar. So, uh, in this fourth shower of nectar, at the end, in one translation, one translator translates that nishta means you have good qualities, which sort of stands to reason. And the other translation says, no, nishta doesn't mean you have good qualities uh, as long as you're steady in your service. I remember with Radhika Raman, we spent like more, almost one hour trying to <clears throat> unknot the Sanskrit and figure out what actually is said there. We will come there, we will, we will discuss. And finally, Vishwanatha Karadhitakur gives a, a one-sentence solution. What is, he says, something interesting, he says, uh, if you are not at Nishta, how can you hope to see who, who is at Nishta? It's rather difficult because some people have good character traits like 
kindness or respect just from their good uh, karma from before. So it's not really a result of their bhakti. And others um, may just have bad influence from before and uh, they are steady in bhakti but still some traces of bad character qualities may remain. So how do you decide who is at nishta, who is not? So, of course, then mercifully says, Sankshepata, anyway, he says, anyway, in summary, in summary, Nishta is, a, is the ability to consistently overcome the uh, natural ingrained uh, disinterest or disinclination to make effort for Shavanam Kirtanam. It's a you know seven-story high sentence. <laughs> it's a it's a ability to consistently overcome a natural disinterest, shaitilia. Cool, uh, you're cool. You are not inspired. It's natural. So that natural disinclination at nishta, you are able to consistently overcome and still do shavanam kirtanam. Take interest in um, go and participate in shavanam kirtanam hearing and chanting and so forth. That's his short definition. So in other words, you put, put Krishna's in, we are able to consistently, it's not that we are completely free from all trouble, but we are able to consistently put Krishna a little higher, Krishna's interest a little higher. That's, that's Nishta. Uh, you can, no, you can speak anytime. Do we have <clears throat> Okay, my question. Well, you mentioned the idea of people some of some people have naturally um good character qualities of kindness and, and how they uh, deal with others, um, which is not as a result of their practice of bhakti, and then others who are more consistent perhaps in their practice, but yet um, have weaknesses Trace, in that yes. area. So my question is, it, it seems to me that after so many years of practice, if we haven't really um, developed a better culture of kindness and listening and, and, and forgiveness and all those things that could it be said that we're not practicing you know as you know we're really not intentionally practicing changing ourselves yeah it's this is this is a definitely contentious point so we definitely want that people around us do manifest good qualities in in treating in how to say interacting with us and the new people that <laughs> they don't scare people away and acting naturally according to their whatever character and nature <clears throat> still mm, some uh, uh, some people have just been um, raised in somewhat hostile environment so therefore they ha they are rough they may maybe brusque. What's the other way? Brusque is what's the synonym to brusque? Anybody, everybody understands is brusque. Yes. Sure. Yeah, you're you're 
task. And blunt, blunt, rude. Okay, rude. Rude, I think everybody should understand. Harsh, yeah, harsh. <clears throat> but it's because they, it's the only way they, they uh, interacted ever. They just don't have any other templates. So it will come, come across from time to time. And I have seen such people. Jai Shishi Radha Madan Mohan Shishi Gurnita Shishi Sitaram Lakshman Hanuman Kijai. Especially, we can say maybe under pressure. If there is some marathon, they have to do something, it will, they will just fall back on, on their default uh, habits, mental scripts. <clears throat> However, in the same people, I can uh, often see that uh, they are uh, dynamically advancing. I can see they are working on that, on the, on that critical, critical mentality and harshness. They are consciously working on it, and, and they are becoming mellower and mellower. I can see it, and I can see they are choosing it. And they are steady in moving, moving forward. So yes, it will be the result, but sometimes it will come out. Sometimes it will come out. So uh, still, if they are steady in that movement, that okay, you have to uh, acknowledge. Yes, they they are steady. So you, you, normally it's uh, yes. So. <clears throat> by special mercy of other devotees and by practice. All practice is done with devotees. All, all devotional practice requires some uh, association of other devotees. At least through the sacred texts, but normally more. <clears throat> yeah, anyway, this is a, a difficult uh, Point you can see that even even um, different translators had opposite translations because it's such a bewildering point. You know, if you're Nishta, come on, shape up, <laughs> be good. <laughs> and if uh, I am like this, I'm harsh and I'm steady, and I say, come on, you know, I'm steady, <laughs> I'm trying. <clears throat> okay, so then after Nishta being fixed. And the next one is ruchi, taste, strong taste, ruchi. This is the, uh, the very desirable stage where you are never fatigued, Hare Krishna. Dear devotees, sometimes suffering from the uh, CFS, chronic fatigue syndrome, syndrome, <laughs> what I will call it, ME, myeloencephalitis, uh, what I will call it, this uh, inflammation of all the tissues, you know, and we are tired all the time. How is it called? ME, they say ME nowadays. Fibromyalgia, adrenal fatigue, you know, if gotten so many names for, for, for this. <clears throat> it's like, no matter what you do, no strength, no energy, no power to, to, to lift my hand, <laughs> to speak, <laughs> sometimes. 
So, <clears throat> take heart at Ruchi, you are never fatigued. Or, shall I quote Vishnath? Yeah, I should quote. Yeah, Srila Prabhupada doesn't shy away from quoting Vishnath Chakravarti Thakur in the introduction to the Bhagavad Gita. So, uh, I will not either. So, Vishnath Chakravarti Thakur says, uh, just like after um, a sleepless night of, uh, sex, of sex, the lovers are tired but happy. And I understand he's a lifelong celibate, you know, Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur. But he always gives such far-out comparisons <laughs> that in a, in a religious class or setting or text, you feel a little, you know, my God, you know, did they hear this? Did they see this? <laughs> Can I actually say it? <laughs> but it sort of works. <clears throat> it's understandable for, for people. So Ruchi, that's taste. But still, even at Ruchi, it's still not total perfection. <clears throat> Although taste, they say, becomes already our guide. Already taste helps us uh, find proper, the proper path forward in Krishna consciousness. But there is a difference between ruchi and asakti. So <clears throat> at ruchi, we may have taste and we are chanting, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. And then this far out red bird comes right in front of me and starts chirping beautifully. You know, so naturally, you know, I Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna, and I'm, you know, I can't, I can't help but, you know, examine what kind of bird is that, and why is it chirping, and why is it right here, and what is this? Or so, so many amazing things are happening around us. Somehow it always happens to me during Japa. I go somewhere to the forest, and for example, there is a dragonfly with uh, rainbow uh, wings, big dragonfly. Uh, it's attacked by, uh, there is an aerial fight, you know, a huge wasp attacks it and they fight. <laughs> you know, and my, my tasteful Japa goes to the back burner and. I'm just looking at the spectacle, at the drama. My God, what is, <laughs> what is this? <laughs> so this happens at Ruchi. I mean, sorry, can happen at Ruchi even. But at Asakti, it won't. It says, at Ruchi, you don't notice how your meditation on Krishna shifts to some material topics. <clears throat> but at Asakti, you don't notice how your material thoughts uh, imperceptibly shift to Krishna. You were thinking, yeah, I should go to <clears throat> the supermarket and I should buy, uh, what should I buy? I need uh, some <clears throat> apples and I need some uh, maybe uh, peaches. Um, yeah, peaches are soft and um, it's sort of the Western mango, yes, and Prabhupada liked mango, yeah, and Krishna likes mango. And yeah, there was a pastime of Radharani and Krishna where Krishna came and he put mangoes and pretended he's a girl and, and then you, you, know, you are lost in thought about Krishna's pastimes. But you were thinking about going to a supermarket. <laughs> so this is the, that's, that may happen at Asakti, according to Vishnu Chakrati Thakur. Atruchi is the other way around. So Asakti, Asakti is a very desirable and special state. It's an uh, eagerness, strong desire, very um, strong, intense desire for Krishna. And uh, <clears throat> because there are six 
famous characteristics of bhakti. One of them is sudurlabha, rarely obtained. I remember one of devotees in our BBT, he came to me and he says, it says rarely obtained. Rarely you can see among millions of sages who are liberated, rarely you will find one devotee. Look around, there are so many devotees. How is it rare? So many devotees are there. Why do you say it's rare? So the Acharyas and Rupa Goswami say that bhava is rare. Sadhana is not so rare. Sadhana, many people can start. But actually attaining bhava, that this is rare. Why is it rare? Two reasons. Very few people have asakti. In other words, very few people even want it strong enough. To get it, you, need, you have to want it. You have to desire it. So that's asakti. <clears throat> so because we don't have such a strong desire, did you hear, like sometimes some, some devotees ask, why doesn't Krishna just give it to me, you know? I'm here, obviously I want, you know, why does he force me to struggle so much? He could have just, you know, snapped his fingers and ta-da, and I'm in love, right? I, I <laughs> well, so I say, wait, the lips, the lips are saying, yes, I want ecstatic love, but the heart says, no, I want uh, the peanut butter sandwich. <laughs> He said, oh, <laughs> very discouraging. <laughs> so, yeah, because we don't have asakti. And this is <clears throat> a very important point, and this is, uh, this is something I actually very liked very much about Aindra Prabhu, who was urging everybody, you must work on your desire. If you don't desire, you don't move. So you, please, don't remain a neophyte for 30 years. Please, uh, deepen your desire. Strive for, for the highest goal. Don't forget about the goal. <clears throat> In fact, uh, sadhana is not sadhana if it is not aimed at sadhya. Uh, sadhya, kriti sadhya, sadhya bhava, sa sadhana abhida. This is the definition, abhida, definition of sadhana. Sadhana is um, activities of... Um, loving service, aimed at developing love. So if it's not aimed at bhava, if it's not aimed at developing ecstatic love for Krishna, it's not sadhana. This is straight out of Stephen Covey's seven habits. <laughs> begin, <laughs> begin with the end in mind. Yeah? Before, and it's, it's also just any, um, any sattvic activity. It begins with clarity about where are you going? Where are we moving? And very frequently we lose this uh, goal from our side. We forget. We fall into the routine. We do it just because I, I do it just because I did it yesterday. So obviously I have to do it today. And it becomes mechanical. <clears throat> so from the early, from, from the 90s, from the, one of the uh, ISKCON Stephen Covey seminars, I remember <laughs> that... Uh, uh, an airplane moves, flies off the course 97% of the time. 97% of the time, uh, uh, an airplane flies not towards the destination. 
So how does it reach? Because it continuously adjusts the course. Again and again, it adjusts. Where is the goal? Where is the goal? Where is the destination? Where is the destination? And it again corrects, 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 corrects. This is the meaning of also sadhana. We have to refresh. Where am I going? What's my goal? Why am I doing this? Without it, there is no yoga. Not even karma yoga. What to speak about bhakti. Yoga does not exist without re-choosing your spiritual purpose in your heart. And, of course, this is why we have um, the Bhagavatam instituted by Śrīla Prabhupāda. And this is why we have devotee association to help us reset the goal, correct our course. Where am I going? What do I ultimately want? <clears throat> and what do I ultimately want? Bhava. So because we don't have asakti, this is why Krishna doesn't give bhava. This is why it's very rare. The other reason uh, quoted by Rupa Goswami is that even if we do have asakti, Krishna has to make sure that we are reliable. Because then he's totally controlled by us. So he, may, he, he wants to make sure, are you a good person? <laughs> because then you have total control over Krishna. And then bhava, ecstatic love, the heart begins to melt. This is the actual liberation. This is the actual freedom from matter. And prema, prema is <coughs> love. When the whole heart melts completely. <coughs> and this is given by Rupa Goswami as the result, successful goal, successful result of our um, practice. Although if you read his next book, you see that this is only the beginning of all the fun. Because after prema comes sneha, after sneha, or rather pranaya. After pranaya comes sneha, after sneha comes mana, after mana comes uh, <clears throat> raga, then anuraga, then bhava, then mahabhava. So first you have a very uh, intimate trust towards Krishna, pranaya. Then sneha, your heart melts. Then mana, you can even manifest contrariness and show uh, apparent anger at Krishna. Please uh, note that it happens after you have achieved prema. Okay? <laughs> it's an important detail. <laughs> Not before. <laughs> and then after that raga, uh, when... Um, one moment without Krishna seems like a million years. When the boys don't see Krishna for a split second when he passes behind a tree, they feel it's one yuga. And for the gopis, it's even the blinking of an eye. Any one of you noticed your eyes blinking today? I didn't until I just started speaking now. But gopis do. When they look at Krishna, they blink and they curse. They see this Brahma, you know, this... oh. What kind of construction uh, idea is this? To build eyes that have to blink. For the whole blink, you don't see Krishna. So you can see how much eagerness is there, raga. Then anuraga, when poison becomes nectar, nectar becomes poison, which is also very bewildering to us. <clears throat> when we read how uh, the gopis or Vrindavan residents suffer in separation from Krishna, they feel like dead, they dry up, uh, houses are covered in cobwebs. You think, my God, do I really want to go there? <laughs> this looks scary. I don't know, maybe, I don't know. 
uh, it's because we haven't studied the first nine cantos properly, we do not realize it's on the other side of prema. It's uh, on the other side of liberation. It's an ecstatic symptom. It's just a <clears throat> pungent uh, flavor or pungent viabichari wave in the ocean of sweet nectar to make it more flavorful. So, prema. <clears throat> All right, these are the nine stages of uh, bhakti given by Rupa Goswami. A few more are given, 14 are given by uh, Vishnacha Kartidakur based on these verses, these verses in uh, <clears throat> Shrimad Bhagavatam 1.2.16 through 21.22 he, he brings out four, uh, 14 stages out of there which are the same, just he adds a few more before and after <clears throat> and in between these, these same nine stages of uh, advancement and here, the verse we read today, <clears throat> these are some of the stages he adds before. So the first one he gives is Satam Kripa, mercy of devotees. And Mahad Seva, service to devotees. And then Shraddha, faith. <clears throat> so he adds two more, so bringing from bringing bringing them out of this verse sixteen. So the Bhakti Sandarbha from Jiva Goswami here explains that the key point in this verse is Punya Tirta Nishavanat. Nishavanat can be translated as serving, but nishavanat, nishavanat can also be translated from visiting, regularly visiting. It's a legitimate translation. And punyatirta can refer to a devotee or a saintly person, but also we mostly know that tirta refers to a tirta, like a holy place. So just visiting holy places, uh, and when Srila Prabhupada speaks about holy places, he, uh, he, in the seventh canto we have a nice verse, instructions to the uh, grihastas. It says that if you give charity on such and such date, oh yeah, tomorrow we have Akshaya Tritya, right? Oh, then if you give something on Akshaya Tritya, the result is infinite, yes? Unending. Also, if you give on Monday, that coincides with um, Purnima. Oh, we had Holi, we had, uh, it was some very special Saturday and Amavasya. Some, there are so many special dates. Also places, special places. If you give it in, in such a place, the result is double, tripled. Bhagavatam says it's multiplied by 1,000. And then it mentions what are the holy places. Okay, Dwaraka, Hardwar and Mathura, Mandala, and then it says also uh, the places with um, established deities. And Srila Prabhupada says holy places uh, like uh, London, New York, 
and whatever else he mentioned, I forgot. Yes. So, holy places like London, New York. <laughs> and I think Madan, I was told that Madan Mohan is the first deity in America, yes? Krishna deity. Uh huh. Uh huh. Wow. Yes. Amazing. So that's yeah. So you can see that's the Tirtha. This is a Tirtha, legitimately, <clears throat> and we see it also works. People come by. Sometimes they just look and wonder, what is that? Then they come closer. <laughs> then they talk. Then they do a little seva. They buy a book. They hear and they get mercy. They get mercy. They hear something. And they get mercy, and then some shraddha in, san, in the sense of interest develops. So then interest, so already some taste can be there in shraddha. And then they associate already with purpose. So they next time they come, already trying to find, what is this bhakti about? Who is this Krishna? So then it, it's already sadhu sangha. It's already practice of sadhu sangha. <coughs> coming from associating with devotees and um, visiting holy places. Tirtha is an interesting word. Uh, it's connected to tara, uh, the stem uh, tarana, crossing or becoming uh, free or becoming saved. So it's a crossing, literally it's a crossing crossing to the other side. The exact translation would be something like a ford. You know, it's a place in a river, broad, yeah? it's a place in a river where you have shallow water and you can walk across. And you need people to tell you where it is. Because uh, it, from outside it, it's not clearly visible. It's all water. But people will say, no, here it's shallow, you can cross. So that's Tirtha. So Tirtha is a place where you can cross to the other side of the material energy. You can cross to the spiritual, you can touch, you can touch the spiritual reality. So this is a holy place, like a temple, it's a holy place, like Vrindavan. <clears throat> or it's a holy place, like a devotee, who uh, helps us, makes this boundary between uh, the material and spiritual very um, small and transparent and we can get something trickles through we can get some experience of something transcendental like even in the Harinam Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare 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 Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare and some of us feel, oh this is special, we feel something very special from the other side and then we can get interest and then from that taste can develop Vishnachakvarti Thakuru in this way gives a few extra stages to make it 14 and in the 6th canto for in 6 to 9 there is a whole dissertation on chanting the holy name 
So there he says, <clears throat> if you chant the holy name purely, you have only two stages. Stage one, chanting. Stage two, going to the spiritual world. <laughs> Just Hare Krishna, boss. <laughs> he says, sometimes, in some rare cases, okay, there may be some uh, little delay, like in Bharat Maharaja's case. He says, um, and if we are not chanting purely, then there, no problem, there is 14 stages, as discussed in this chapter 2. So you can go through the 14 stages, and then step by step, move up, move up, move up, and move across to the spiritual world. <clears throat> yes? Seems the stages are are overlapping. Yes. Yeah. 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 Finish yeah. one stage and then jump next stage. Yes. 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 Uh, somebody gave the example that the stages are not like separate buckets. You know, like okay, there's a shada bucket. And then you get shada. Then uh, sadhu sangha. You get out of shada. Okay. Shada, shada is there, and then sadhu sangha, separate bucket. <laughs> They're not like separate, uh, separated buckets. This is probably more like a river bank or bottom or ocean bottom going deeper and deeper. So each next stage will include the previous stage. And even the earliest stages will have some tiny glimpse of also the ultimate uh, success of Rati. So from the very beginning, even from before the beginning, there can be some Rati Abhas. Um, reflection of ecstasy from the very beginning. <clears throat> so it's just increasing. So it go, it's just going deeper and deeper. Yeah. So uh, we will speak tomorrow about <clears throat> Shraddha as Shuddha Bhakti Shraddha. What is Shuddha Bhakti Shraddha? <clears throat> and what are the obstacles? There are four categories and four obstacles in four anarthas in each category discussed. So they are discussed in Bhajana Rahasya, they are discussed in Madhuri Kadambini, they are discussed in uh, probably Amnaya Sutra and uh, probably Harinam Chintamani, if I'm not mistaken. Bhajana Rahasya, definitely. Yeah, like two books uh, put in sequence. <clears throat> but to conclude uh, today's um, discussion, I wanted to bring up one wonderful verse which should uh, give hope to everybody. Although this talk, I don't think it was very hopeless. Was it hopeless? I think it was <laughs> discouraging. Still, to encourage us more, here's uh, another verse which um, Niranjan Swami somehow f discovered and started uh, quoting a lot. It's such a brilliant verse. It's so hopeful. 
So this is 1, 2, 12. Where Narada Muni tells King Nimi, Shuto nupadito dhyata adrito vanumodita sadhyapunati sadharmo deva vishvadruhopihi. He says, pure devotional service. And frequently when we hear pure devotional service, we immediately lose interest. <laughs> you think, ah, oh, again, okay. That's after 20 years. Don't talk about to me about pure bhakti to me now, you know, come on, who can do this? Who is a pure bhakta? Who is a pure devotee? But keep, you know, just, just uh, read to the end. Pure devotional service rendered to the Supreme Lord is spiritually so potent that simply by hearing about such transcendental service. So you have already heard, right? Too late, you've already heard by chanting its glories in response. Pure devotional service, key! Boss, you, <laughs> you, have, <laughs> you have chanted in response. <clears throat> by meditating on it. So, anyway, you're meditating on it, right? What is it? Pure, what is this pure devotional service? by respectfully and faithfully accepting it. This, is, this can be elaborated upon. Or by praising the devotional service of others, even persons who hate the demigods and all other living beings, can be immediately purified. This is the power of pure devotional service. So whether, not, not when you perform it, perform, perform it perfectly. But even you, you just hear about it, glorify it, think about it, respect it, or anumodita. Anumodita is especially relevant nowadays. Anumodita literally means you are happy that somebody is doing it. Uh, you, or, so anumodita, you're happy. Or another meaning of anumodita, you approve. You approve. Yes, pure devotional service is good. So it's especially relevant nowadays because we have a whole uh, social network which is created in such a way that you can approve. You can put like, you know. Pure devotional service. <laughs> Somebody says, pure devotional service. And you just click like. <laughs> Bus. <laughs> <clears throat> so Narada Muni's uh, blessing is fulfilled. <laughs> you have approved <laughs> pure devotional service. <laughs> and it can purify. Yes. How? Because even, even you know, the, the, uh, the algorithms, the, it, its algorithms will calculate, oh, he liked that. Okay, next time I should show him more of this topic, of, of this. What did they speak about? Pure bhakti? Okay, let me show him more of these of this posts about it. <laughs> and of course, more important is that Krishna notices, right? Not just the algorithms in that <clears throat> social network, but that Krishna notices. Oh, he liked it. He never forgets. <laughs> he never forgets. Merciful Krishna, ki jai.
merciful process of Bhakti Ki Jai. Śrīla Prabhupāda Ki Jai. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Ram, Hare Ram, Ram Ram, Hare Hare. Some um, questions, comments, points here? Hare Krishna, Guru. Um, here the stages are uh, somewhat, I feel it's theoretical, and how do you practically divide that? Like, say, for example, a new person comes to the temple and he wants to do seva. Now, where that comes in? Uh, because he has shraddha, that's why he comes to do service, or which. Uh, I personally feel that hearing and chanting is more important in addition to seva. So how do you direct that person to hearing and chanting? I'm not saying seva is not important, but how that fits in here. Mm -hmm. Srila Prabhupada very kindly, frequently will <clears throat> translate Shraddha as some interest. How does he put, uh, put it in? Uh, so in uh, Bhagavad Gita 4.10. Yeah, you can see it. This is how Srila Prabhupada translates these nine stages. In the beginning, one must have a preliminary desire for self-realization. This will bring one to the stage of trying to associate with persons who are spiritually elevated. In the next stage, one becomes initiated, and so forth. <clears throat> so, preliminary desire. <clears throat> a person will uh, have some preliminary desire or some interest, and uh, doing seva seems like the most basic, uh, fundamental act of selfless um, service, uh, and uh, act of goodness, or act of uh, goodwill. So people, for people, it's quite clear that yeah, this 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 is something I can do. I I, I want to help, and uh, this is wonderful. It begins. It's never forgotten by Krishna. It's never forgotten by Krishna, and and uh, it also <clears throat> strongly, strongly, uh, it can transform the person. Somehow it reminds me of some programs. Is it from that uh, book, uh, Stick or Change? Uh, how making things stick? Or how there was a program in uh, USA to go to the schools and find and and bring some criminals from the prison and find some troubled young people, and then the the Criminals from the prison would tell them how it's bad to be a, to, to be a criminal and be in prison. They've spent more than $5 billion on this program because it sounds like reasonable, right? It, you know, people are coming and saying, boys, it's bad, bad, bad. <clears throat> However, then after some time, they actually checked the statistics and it turned out that people who did go through, the children who did go through this program had a bigger chance of uh, slipping into crime. 
than people who didn't undergo this program. It's back, it backfired. It produced the opposite effect. Whereas <clears throat> uh, what seems to be the most effective way to uh, make sure, to safeguard children, especially children in dangerous uh, position who don't have enough social support to grow in a, a healthy way, uh, was engaging children or growing teenagers, whatever, I don't know, Teenager will never be like will never like be called a child, you know. And they are not children. Yeah, they're growing. They're growing <clears throat> young people. It, it turned out that the most effective way was to engage them in some uh, philanthropic. What's the other word? Uh, in other words, they some uh, some charitable philanthropic uh, activity, like not philanthropic. It's what you social. Social, so they bring them. They, they come and help in. Um, <clears throat> they do. They come and help. Voluntary service. They do some voluntary service in old people's homes. They uh, do some service in hospitals. They do something positive. They help somebody. So that seems to have worked really uh, powerfully. So when they started thinking it, uh, they came to the conclusion that when they met the criminals, it sort of gave them the idea, why do they <clears throat> bring criminals to me? Maybe that's who I am. Maybe that's my identity. Maybe I am inclined to crime. And so then they are more prone to try it. Whereas it doesn't matter what uh, is the situation of the person. If they do something good, then they, uh, volens nolens, willing, nilly-willy, what's the... Uh, willing or not, they feel, yes, I'm a good person. They, good, they do something good and they feel I'm a good person. <clears throat> so it's, and, and therefore, they, they will be much less uh, inclined to try crime, even if pushed by some of, uh, not favor, some of unfavorable surrounding <clears throat> associates, environment. So therefore, a service is always good. For the person, it's very it's very transforming. Still, uh, we should also remember that there are nine processes of devotional service, and there has to be uh, uh, enough direct service. Nine processes, because it's the most nourishing form of devotional service. And bhakti, as we mentioned, is defined as sadhana. Bhakti sadhana is defined as activity aimed at love of Godhead. So the ha it has to be conscious. Yoga has to be done consciously and, and we need to help everybody to become as conscious about what we are doing as possible. So that's classes, that's books, uh, that's uh, so, so much of our other activities to make it very clear and conscious that I'm doing this to advance towards love of Krishna. I'm doing this to reduce my self-interest and increase my dedication to Krishna. So, <clears throat> trying to involve people in Samkatha is the next step to purify Shraddha. In other words, in the beginning Shraddha may be mixed. It may be mixed. Some interest is there, but it will be mixed either, we can say it can be jnana mishra bhakti, karma mishra bhakti, something mixed, right? But it's good, it's all right. 
<clears throat> and then our task is to purify it, to make it Shuddha Bhakti Shraddha. Because it's the same time, same effort, same amount of energy expended, and the result is billions times uh, greater in Shuddha Bhakti Shraddha. That's what we will discuss tomorrow. What is Shuddha Bhakti? Thank you very much. Hare Krishna. Shimad Bhagavatam ki jai, Shishnat Chakvarjidakur Shilarupa Goswami ki jai, Shilabhrupada ki jai, Iskondisi ki jai, Hare Krishna. Shishi Radha Madan Mohan Gornitai, Shishi Sitaram Lakshman Hanuman ki jai.